Welcome to Innovation Generation, a podcast of the Center for Entrepreneurship and Innovation at Grove City College, where we hear the inspiring stories of entrepreneurs and explore the hopefulness of entrepreneurial thinking wherever we find it. I'm your host, Tim Sweet, and this is Innovation Generation. We'd like to welcome two very special guests to this next episode of Innovation Generation. Amanda Mayer is with us. She's an entrepreneurship major, class of 2022 at Grove City College. And Libby Stewart is also with us, a mechanical engineering major, also the class of 2022. You guys are about to graduate in a couple of days. Are you excited about this? Oh, I'm really excited. I've been waiting for this for so long, actually. <laughs> That's great. How about you, Libby? Kind of excited for this day? A little bittersweet, maybe? Yeah, I'm excited. It's, it's definitely a little bit bittersweet. I think it hasn't really sunk in yet, so I'm still feeling pretty neutral about it. But yeah, I'm excited. Well, I'm sure glad that you were able to take a little bit of time today to tell us your stories at Grove City College. And uh, Amanda, we'll start with Libby, actually. I'm going to start with Libby. How did you discover Grove City College? Well, I'm actually from Grove City. So my parents both went to Grove City in the 90s and met, got married, and then stayed. So I've grown up coming to the homecoming parade and having college students come to my church. So I've, you know, been around for a while. But I took dual enrollment classes mm. when I was in high school at Grove City. And that kind of for me, solidified why I wanted to go to Grove City because for a while I was looking for somewhere else, but then I realized that I was more just looking for a Grove City that wasn't in Grove City. <laughs> That's awesome. And so yeah. you, was it the kind of thing where here you live in the town, you've known about the college just about all of your life, and it was almost the kind of thing where you wanted to explore outside of the bounds of what you knew. Yes. But yet you valued what Grove City was all about. Yes, absolutely. I definitely still value, you know, getting outside the bubble and traveling and, you know, experiencing new places for sure, which was a big reason why I was hesitant to go to Grove City. But I kind of realized that if I made Grove City my home base, I would be much more likely to spend summers away from home or study abroad or do intercessions abroad. So I realized that going to college in your hometown isn't always a bad thing. Great, great. And Amanda, you came from a place that's not quite as close as the town of Grove City. Tell everybody about where you came from and how you heard about Grove City. Yeah, um, my story is a, a bit different from Libby's. I'm actually from Alaska. I've lived there since I was five. And growing up in Alaska, there was very much of a, like, you had the option of either just going or staying in Alaska, like going away to one of the East or West Coast colleges. Like so a lot of, lot of high school students end up going to a West Coast college because of the proximity, I'm assuming? Well, and there was also an opportunity to maybe, like, get college tuition based off of Alaska prices if mm. you went to, like, Montana or even Arizona. Sure. Um, but it just seemed like a really big school in those areas. Mm -hmm. I did apply to, to a couple of those colleges, and I wasn't really excited when I was looking at 
the programs there and I wasn't feeling anything. Just, it seemed too big. Yeah. Especially, yes, Alaska is big, but it was a small town. So I didn't really want to be thrown into a, a strange new world again. So how did you hear about Grove City all the way up in Alaska? Yeah, it's, it's a 4,000 mile difference. <laughs> That's awesome. It's a, I heard it from my roommate, actually. Um, her siblings previously went to Grove City because they came from the East Coast. And when they moved to Alaska, they were still like thinking about Grove City. So um, my roommate uh, was talking about where she was going, which is Grove City. And I was like, whoa, 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 time out. What is a Grove? <laughs> Grove City. And you had never heard of it before. I'd never heard of it. And uh, just by word of mouth, I was talking to her older siblings and she told me it was like a mixture of like Harry Potter meets like a really cool like scholastic school. <laughs> so are you saying Grove City is like the Hogwarts of American Christian conservative colleges? Well, I'm not really a Harry Potter fan. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was told it was like this. So I'm thinking like, oh, it's got history. It's got good things. Ah. It's got great architecture. And it's just like, it's a very valued standing. That's what I was thinking when I heard that. And then I looked at the website and it looked very inviting. Um and the application process was actually a, a bit more um, strenuous than the other colleges I went through. Sure. But I put more effort and I was actually getting really excited when I kept applying. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's it's working. What did that tell you about the college as you were applying, realizing that maybe you had to do a little bit more on the front end to apply? Did that tell you something about Grove City College? It actually showed there was more um, talking to people in this uh, mm -hmm. applying to Grove City than the other um, colleges. I only did online application. It was like fill in your zip code, your name, write a paragraph, and that was it. But Grove City, you had to talk to an administrator to have an interview. I had to set up like, you know, an interview that was a four-hour time difference. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. I'll I'll wake up kind of early for me so that you can have a nice lunch and we'll, we'll talk. And it was actually really great to have a hands-on experience of more of like they really were wanting to see who was applying and mm. what they wanted people to come here to represent and, and get out of this. All right. Terrific. Now, Libby, I'm going to come back to you for a second. You chose mechanical engineering as a major. Tell me more about that and about what went into your choice of a major. Well, choosing mechanical engineering was kind of similar to choosing Grove City College. Mm. I was very hesitant at first, and my parents kind of had to coax me into thinking about it a little bit more. So I've always been drawn to taking the advanced math courses and, you know, learning and solving problems and that sort of thing. But I was kind of like, engineering sounds not fun. Like, why would I want to do that? But my junior year of high school, I actually went to space camp. Space camp? Yes. Space Where camp. is space camp? It's in Huntsville, Alabama at the U.S. Space and Rocket Center. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And it was really cool. And I think there we did like a lot of kind of hands-on experiences of like problem-solving simulations almost. And I realized that engineering is more than just, you know, sitting at a desk all day and doing math problems. And so I became more interested in it. And then I did dual enrollment. And so then my senior year of high school, I took 
some freshman engineering courses and enjoyed them. And so I kind of thought that if I pursued a degree in engineering, I kind of had more freedom post-grad to sure. move into something else because I've already proven that, you know, I'm hardworking and a problem solver and right. driven. And so that's kind of how I chose engineering. Fantastic. So you, in addition to engineering, you also took some entrepreneurship courses. In fact, you declared an entrepreneurship minor in the process. Is that correct? Yes. Is this something that you see once in a while with the students in your class? Um, yes and no. What's hard about engineering is that if you come in with little to no credits, you don't have a lot of space in your schedule to take 19 credits worth of a minor. Because it's a four-year program. It's pretty packed. Yes. Yeah. And you only get like three credits of general elective. Right. So if you don't come in with any AP credits or dual enrollment credits, then you don't have the freedom to do that. Um, but I do know of other students who came in with credits and were able to take up a minor. The entrepreneurship minor was a little bit more advanced in a sense because it was 21 credits mm -hmm. so you had to come in with a decent amount of credits and even for me when I came in I came in with a number of credits but not enough credits to be able to fit it all in naturally so I also wanted to study abroad in France for a semester so I had to kind of sit down with my advisor early on to kind of lay out my four years to figure out how I could get my minor and study abroad. So I was really fortunate in that sense through, to be able to do that. through careful planning. Yes. And a little bit of math. Yes. You arrived at a scenario where you came out with a mechanical engineering degree and a minor in entrepreneurship. Yes. Has that been a pretty good combination for you? Yeah, absolutely. What entrepreneurship has that engineering lacks is they have lots and lots of opportunities to work on a team. Mm -hmm. And in engineering, you don't get a lot of group projects because you have so many other things you need to be doing. The so requirements are just incredible. In a four-year program, you really have to work on a, a vast number of subjects Yes. in order to get that degree. Yes, and an ABET accredited program. Yes. So, yes. So doing entrepreneurship really advanced my team working skills in a sense yeah and sure. also gave me um a good foundation of just business knowledge because mm -hmm. i had to take you know finance and accounting and then of course the entrepreneurship classes so it really helped me become well-rounded and especially like attaching that with engineering kind of sets me up to work well in a big corporation as an engineer that has those, you know, skills. Sure, sure. Good combination. Yeah. And Amanda, you uh, took a different path. Did you ever think about engineering as a, as a major? I was given the sheet of all the degrees that were offered, uh -huh. and I saw engineering, and I immediately thought of math, and it's not my strong suit <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination, so I said no. So that was a clear no. That was a clear no. But you chose entrepreneurship yeah. as your major. I remember the first day you came to class and you were ready to go and excited and full of personality, and I thought, this is going to be fun. And you know what? It has been fun having you in classes over the last four years. I've really enjoyed getting to know you, and You've brought a lot of energy and personality and vision to the table. But what drew you to entrepreneurship? It wasn't more of I knew what I wanted to do. It was 
actually a process of elimination of what I didn't want to do. Oh, interesting. So entrepreneurship was actually the the last box I looked at. Um, so I knew I, I did kind of like the biology and STEM programs. Those were fun. But I also knew that I wasn't going to do well in when it came to exams of memorization and big words like the $4 words. Like dermatology or something like that. I I couldn't even spell that. So it was more of like, okay, maybe I'll just enjoy that on my own time, like when I have free time. Sure. But you knew that that STEM wasn't your lane. It wasn't maybe a sweet spot for you in terms of your academic vision. Yeah. And so I stuck with more of a business route. Um, The school I went to was actually career-based. And so I was in the was business wing. Yes, my high school. That's correct. Interesting. Uh, I was career-based, so I was in the business wing. Okay. And uh, I thought about accounting and business management, but those all sounded pretty boring to me. Well, they're uh, not. They're, 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 they're not. And fun. They're, they really are. It's actually because I did have to take classes. Sure. Uh, of those to have my entrepreneurship uh, degree, yeah. and it was actually more puzzle-like than I imagined. It was a lot of fun, um, but. I really wanted something that was hands-on. And so when I saw this word entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. I remember I took a semester in high school and it was focused on the business, like making a business. But I was like, this seems really interesting. Let's give it a shot. And if all else fails, I could just change it to something else. Okay. And I didn't. <laughs> well, are you glad you went through the program here? I very much am, actually. Uh, I was curious as to what I was going to do, as well as my parents. They were a bit superstitious. Or they were asking me, what are you going to do with it? And my answer was, I have no idea. But we're going to see. And entrepreneurship is one of those degrees that can go a lot of different directions. Oh, yes. It doesn't really pigeonhole you. No. It gives you more opportunities than you know what to do with sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the beauty of it, right? It's also part of the challenge just to figure out, you know, who am I? What what should I do? And, and more specifically, what's God calling me to do? Well, both of you have had an opportunity to be involved in the entrepreneurship program. You, I mean, as a major and you as a minor, there's also opportunities for people to take classes, just random classes as well. They don't have to take a whole minor. But as an engineer, you got to do that. But the two of you Ended up on a team together this year. Tell me more about that and the process of being a part of what we call the Wolverine Venture Battle. Tell me more about what happened to bring you together and and the story of your business idea. Maybe we'll start with you, Libby. Yes. So I had to take two classes in the spring semester to finish my minor. So I just signed up for two classes that I thought were interesting. There wasn't really much you know, rhyme or reason to it. But I have been working on my senior capstone, you know, all year, um, which has been a research project, which has been really cool. So that's something that all engineering majors do, right? A senior capstone project? Yes. Okay. And mine was unique in the sense that it was research. It wasn't a typical design and build kind of project. Mm -hmm. So I had been working on this research project all year. And at the beginning of the spring semester, I was getting dinner with my friend who is an entrepreneurship major. And through a series of events, I had learned about this business planning course that was focusing on four STEM projects that were going to be entering the Wolverine Venture Battle. 
And one of those projects was developing a business plan for retail for essentially what my research project was researching. So I had a few conversations and luckily it was prior to the end of the ad drop period. And so I enrolled in the class and I enrolled in the project and was able to assist my team and enter the Wolverine Venture Battle through that. So tell us a little bit about the nature of the project, if if you would. Yes. So my research project this year, we called it Acoustic Biomechanics, or you could also call it Happy Feet. It is basically researching the sound that a runner's feet make as they're running and using that information and that data to assess their condition throughout their exercise. Oh, interesting. So it's real-time feedback? Yes, that's the goal. So before we get to that point, we spent most of this semester gathering acoustic data and validating the measurements and the parameters we got from that acoustic data with four sensors in their feet or video data. So the goal is to eventually get to that point where you can get some certain parameters from an acoustic signal real time and understand, you know, how an athlete's condition is changing over an exercise. Interesting. Okay. And Amanda, is this something that was on your mind before you signed up for the business planning class yourself? Actually, no. Business planning was one of the last few classes that I needed to graduate. Mm -hmm. it, it's a requirement. Um, not saying that I wouldn't have taken it, right. but it was on the list. Walked into the classroom and the professor, um, Professor, professor Smith, Ken Smith, right? Yeah, great man. He threw us a curveball actually because it was. Uh, he said we're going to use ideas from STEM mm -hmm. instead of thinking up ideas of our own, which was very different from the all all the other classes that we, we previously had since freshman year. It was, You've had an opportunity to develop original ideas in a number of classes. Yes. Um, like, find your passions. What do you like? Do you see a pain? And then run with that. But right. these ideas were already in the making. There was actual research and product. And, well, with the help of a mechanical and electrical engineer database, we could show proof that this was going to work. Sure. So I was pretty excited about that idea. I was like, cool. We don't have to sweat about, is this actually real? We just have to find a market. So you, that was the challenge is, here's some technology. We know it has some viability. Is there a market that could use this? Is there some kind of product that would be able to be developed to provide you with a revenue stream or some kind of social good? Yeah. So how did you see that as an entrepreneurship major? What did you see the opportunity being? So I connected with the Acoustics Research Project. We rebranded it Happy Feet because that's easier for entrepreneurs to say than the Acoustics You mean research. Acoustics Research Project wasn't a good brand? I'm going to say it. No. No. <laughs> it's a bit of a mouthful for sure. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of what you say, $4 words. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. And when I was listening to the, like, the two-sentence summary of, like, there was options for us actually in the class to choose from. What Like, do we like the sound of this one, of this project to really get into? There's, like, a greenhouse of sorts. There was a athletic, like, airplane simulation. But when there was this acoustic sound for runners, that really uh, connected with me since I was a cross-country and track runner oh, in high school. 
And so I was really interested in like, hey, this could really help my life if this becomes a thing. And I would be interested in seeing how this could work. So I was already in a way invested from my background. So the acoustics research project sounded good to you. Yes, it did, sweet. It sounded good to me. <laughs> good. So, and the, so the two of you find yourselves working on this team together. And tell me a little bit about the process of preparing for what we call the Wolverine Venture Battle, because that's kind of a big deal around here, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is huge. <laughs> Everyone learns the name. There's some questions of, like, the STEM majors don't quite know what it is sometimes, but... We have to bring them along, right? But there's a... Because they have their own STEM program. Sure, of business, yeah. But the Wolverine Venture Battle is open to anybody. Yes. And so this class did have a requirement to enter it, um, and we actually did pretty well. But it was a grueling process. So what what was the process like of preparing for this competition? It was a competition among a number of original ideas where you have judges and you have uh, a pool of money, and the judges actually have an opportunity to distribute funds to the competing teams based on what they feel uh, they deserved, right? As if they were investing. It's grant money, but it's as if they're investing. And you kind of have that shark tank type of experience where, you know, people have an opportunity to, to have some some funds sent their way. But it's it's not as mean as shark tank, is it? Did you find it to be a really nice competition? Yeah, everyone yeah. was very affirming and um, encouraging throughout the process, I would say. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. So what was that process like, um, just preparing for this? What did you have to do? Yeah, so feel free to correct me if I miss anything, Amanda, but we had to do a series of rounds that we were entering. We had to, you know, create a video that kind of addressed some of the main points of our product and the main points of, like, the technology and where we see it going. We had to create an investor packet that included a lot of financials mm. um, in planning purposes. Am I missing anything? That's pretty much the highlights of it. Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot that went into it, obviously. Sure. There was, what, 64 ideas put into it. In each round, it was like a filter. Those ideas were either yayed or nayed. Yeah. Um, and so the video, our fantastic <laughs> creator, Nathan Warwick, brilliant man, made this amazing video. We had to, the, some of the talking points was the problem, the solution, um, how much we're seeking to invest, mm -hmm. how much it might cost. So you had to determine potential viability, yeah. right? And tell the story of your idea and how it might be you know, something that's needed in the market by a target market. Mm -hmm. And then to create some financials, which also actually told a story about the potential viability of this idea. The, the main goal was to make the numbers reasonable mm -hmm. while showing you were profitable, potentially. It, it is always nice to show it's profitable, but sometimes the numbers don't lie and right. it's not going to work. But that was probably maybe a, a tough struggle was trying to talk to Libby and, and wonder how much is this going to cost? Like, should we look at other competitors to see what right. used, what they used? What are you guys using? So it was really great to actually have someone on the inside of making the product to give us 
great feedback. She brought all this technical knowledge and all this research that she had done throughout the first part of the year. That had to be a huge help. I mean, I thought it was a huge help. I mean, I guess Amanda could really say if it was a help or not. Um, But yeah, I think for us, it was helpful because, you know, it's a business class with essentially business majors. They understand the financials. They understand kind of how to like put a pitch together or how to create, you know, a business model canvas. And, you know, I have, you know, a little bit of experience with that too, but it's also been a few years since I've taken any business course. So it was helpful, I think, for our team to have, you know, a diversity of skills, I would say, because I was able to bring the technical knowledge and, you know, if there were any questions about, like, what stage in research are we in? Um, Does this work already? Like, how is it going to work? I was able to kind of answer those questions. And then also, like, we had Nathan on our team, who is a runner, you know, a very successful runner. So that was also helpful to kind of have a variety of skill sets to bring in, you know, different aspects of the business, I guess. And that's kind of like the real world, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, we're not siloed when we we go out into our careers. We're working on teams with people and trying to give you that experience. Yeah, which is kind of why I was drawn to the research project in the first place, because it was a team of mechanical and electrical engineers, but there was also going to be a lot of collaboration with computer science, with exercise science, and we didn't know it at the time, but eventually entrepreneurship. So I thought that that was going to be a really useful experience to kind of, you know, work with a cross-collaborative team that, you know, you don't know super well versus, you know, just sticking with the engineers that design and build. So that's kind of why I was drawn to it. And it's really carried through the whole year. Fantastic. Well, this Wolverine Venture Battle, which is sponsored by the Grove City College Center for Entrepreneurship and Innovation, they put up oh, some some funds. They put up some money for you, and you ended up winning some money, right? Was this just, you know, a couple hundred bucks or some gift certificates, or what, what kind of money did you win? We won a series of funds. Um Like, so our judges who were stand-in angel investors of sorts, they each distributed their own funds in their own way. Yeah. This round of Wolverine Venture Battle was different. We actually did an online portion, and then we did an in-person portion. Right. So there was a couple of more opportunities to practice and pitch and also get more money. And we won a grand total of over $3,000 that we get a split amongst our our team. Fantastic. And... That was then something that everybody kind of agreed to. You would share the funds equally. Is that how you did it? Yeah, we decided at the beginning that we would split it uh, equally. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, you guys are about to graduate in two days, but there's life beyond Grove City. Uh, Amanda, tell us a little bit about what's next for you. Yes. So I'm actually not going to go back to Alaska. I decided to take a position with a restaurant in Cincinnati, Chick-fil-A. You may have heard of it. I may have heard of Chick-fil-A. I may have been there a few times myself as well. So um, I would like the team aspect that I've gotten to experience here in entrepreneurship. And I see this particular restaurant in Cincinnati has a great team to build and to learn. Is it a management program that you're uh, I'm going to be a director of sorts. They're okay. going to teach me how to uh, run the restaurant, break down the processes so that yep. if we hire new employees, I'll be able to help with that. But 
not until after a month of my training will they actually give me a solidified, like, we see you striving over here. Yes. So it's really nice to hear that they want me on their team. They just don't know where to put me yet. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they really liked the fact that you were an entrepreneurship major. Tell us a little bit about oh, yeah. that. They never heard of that. This Chick-fil-A came to a career fair that mm -hmm. is hosted by Career Services here at Grove City. Mm -hmm. And I actually was not looking at the tent. I was trying to not be part of a chicken business. Um, <laughs> and then they stopped me. They said, tell me more about yourself. Who is Amanda? And I'm not one to be like, oh, don't talk to me. So You're not very shy. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> so I talked to them and I really liked what they were saying. And they seemed pretty enthusiastic. Not the whole fake like, oh, we're going to be enthusiastic because we're going to try to like them. They were right. pretty genuine. Um, then came their interview process where they actually had me interview them, get all the questions I needed out of them. What was clear, what was not clear, what would I be doing? Mm -hmm. And they answered all of it. And uh, this is where I also helped with my parents. I was like, Mom, I need help interviewing a business. Sure. She gave me all the hard questions and I was answered all those hard questions. And then we did another interview for me this time. Mm -hmm. Then I visited and they hired me on the spot. Wow. Fantastic. Well, we're excited for you and how you take your education, your experiences into a world of a very successful business. I know you'll do great things and have a lot of impact. And Libby, uh, tell us your next steps as well. Yes, so I am doing a two-year rotational program called the Operations Leadership Management Program. With it, what company is it? With Wabtec. Wabtec, um, yes. yes. Um, formerly GE Transportation, mm -hmm. now Wabtec. Um, they build locomotives and trains and engines and brakes for locomotives and trains. So I will be doing a two-year rotational program um, within operations, which um, it's not quite engineering. Um, the way I kind of describe it is engineering are the people who, you know, design the product or test the product. And operations are the people who build the product or manage the people who build the product or the process. So I'm doing a little bit more supply chain, which is a little bit more business, which so my entrepreneurship minor has definitely helped me with that. So I'll be doing four roles in four locations over two years. And I'll be starting in Erie, PA mm. as a production supervisor in freight equipment. Fantastic. So was that kind of dual degree of engineering major with an entrepreneurship minor, was that an attractive feature to the people that hired you? Yeah, it shows that I'm different, that I, you know, have a variety of skill sets, mm -hmm. which is helpful. And yeah, so a lot of people who are doing this program are supply chain majors or industrial engineers. And so when you do that kind of route, you do get a lot of business mm -hmm. um, knowledge sure. and experience. So with mechanical engineering, you don't get that as much. So I think having the entrepreneurship minor definitely helped me, you know, get into that good, field. Good combination. Well, I'm excited for you and what uh, what is going to take place in your life uh, over the next few years. We wish you both the best of success as you start your careers. We're going to miss you at Grove City. It's It's been a real pleasure having both of you in classes and to just to see you flourish and to uh, when you when you competed and, and pitched the other day at the Wolverine Venture Battle, I was I was just really proud of of what you've done and how you work together as a team. And I, I got excited for 
what's coming next in your lives, because uh, I think God has put his hand upon both of you, and good things are, are going to take place. So thank you both for being on this episode of Innovation Generation, and we'll look forward to the next chapter in both of your lives. Thank you so much, Dr. Sweet. Right. Yeah, thanks for having us. My pleasure. Thanks for joining us today on Innovation Generation. We're glad you could join us, and we invite you to come back for more episodes. To contact us, you can find us at gccentrepreneurship.com, or you can follow us on social media at GCC Entrepreneurship.